0: Hey, how's it going, Meta? Well, I just finished conducting an interview with um, San Antonio Adult House. We were trying to get this interview done since Sunday, believe it or not. We have very technical problems with the internet, the internet wasn't working with the system. Well, finally, like an hour ago, we just finished the interview, but we still ran into a little problems, especially with my mic. His mic is fine, he has a little background sounds, he has some parrots and stuff like that. You just don't mind it, but the interview went pretty well. So I want to share this um, podcast with you guys, and we talk about a little bit of everything. We talk about how the dolls get prepped, relationship with men and dolls, his side of the business, what YouTube did to our channel, and that's why we're doing this podcast. So I say enjoy the podcast, and I'll definitely catch you in the next podcast or video. Peace. Stay metal. Warning, this podcast contains graphic language. Hey, what's happening, Midtown? Big shout out to all the subscribers out there and all the Midtown listening worldwide. You're right here, Ken podcast, one of the hottest podcasts for Midtown. Well, gentlemen, I have a special guest today. One of the biggest pimps for doll fuckery and all that kind of good stuff. San Antonio house is in his house. Yes. How you doing, sir?
1: oh i'm doing great how are you doing
0: i'm doing excellent it's a little hot out here in the northwest but we gotta enjoy that heat while, while it lasts you know
1: oh man i don't enjoy it at all but I, I totally uh i see the appeal in going to the river and having beers so oh, i'll agree yeah. with you
0: um beautiful city out there in san antonio where you live at
1: have you been down here
0: yeah, I've been on um, I've been on animals. I took the river um boat you got out there. I went to the Oh yeah. Uh, I'm by Seattle. So you also have a space needle out there. Um you have a big one. It's a real big that's one.
1: That's right. Out there. It's yeah. a bigger a bigger one. That's right. The uh yeah. Tower of the Americas, that's right.
0: Yeah, when I saw that monster, I was like, dang, it's like they say because I t- I took the tour and it say it's like twice as big as the Space Needle.
1: Oh, man. I've heard it's quite significantly bigger, uh, which is hard for me to imagine, you know, with a name like Space Needle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it were only built within a few years, like four to five years apart. You know, that's what I, I remember. I don't know.
1: Man, well, the riverboat tour is a real experience, I think, you know, I, that's really cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it is totally awesome. It's pretty cool. I took a ride out there. Um, You know, my parents, they used to live by the military base out there in Fort Hood. And um, Uh they always went to the, with the families in a hotel, but they never got out of the hotel. So when I went with my son and I, um, we we went everywhere. I was like, I'm not going to be stuck in here in this hotel. I got to see this beautiful city to what it is. Yeah. And it's still one of the most beautiful cities for me out here in, in the United States, honestly.
1: Right. You got it.
0: Okay. So I got a few questions for you because, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of, I had a playlist of dolls and, um, the, the, what well, I say, the relationship between dolls and men. I always find it fascinating. i made plenty of videos of the first, uh, brothel in Canada. Uh, I did a video about the Barcelona brothel with dolls. I made a Uh, like, I had a playlist of dolls and men, you know, and I was fascinated by the relationship they have. Um, So, how long have you been at Men's Town? Can you tell the audience out there?
1: Well, I would say it's been about two, two and a half years now, and I mean, if you want to hear the way I got into it, basically, my brother had sent me a text. We like to send each other links to YouTube videos, you know, just back and forth, different stuff, uh, controversy, whatever. And, you know, he sent me this particular video that said MGTOW, and I believe it was a Sandman video. It, it was probably just introduction to MGTOW, just a basic Sandman a video and I clicked on it by chance you know I don't click on every video so I like to think back and you know reflect on what would have happened had I not clicked on it you know MGTOW getting so big it's funny you probably run into it eventually anyway but you know at the time I was engaged uh, I was going to get married uh, I think it was last year but you know this was like probably like right after I had uh, proposed to the girl you know because I was brought up with a mentality I'm not sure you probably were too as a lot of guys are brought up with a mentality that we're supposed to get married and have kids and have a nice job retire and die you know and that was my mentality you know was thinking when am I going to get married when am I going to have kids so I was you know I was married twice before I'm horrible at it and I was going to do it a third time when I saw this video and it kind of opened my eyes to the situation you know, because, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I was told, you know, you don't have a choice. You have to get married and you have to have kids, you know?
0: That's crazy. I, I grew up a little more, um, you know, free minded. My mom, um, I had kids. The problem with me that I have kids when I was really young and I had a mother wedlock. And I, with that in mind, I became a single father. And my son still, he's my roommate right now. He's 21 years old. And um, he's been living with me since he was um, 11 years old. He's a twin, also. So, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. But marriage, it wasn't in my agenda or having kids. It just happened that I got this big pregnant, and I had to pay 18 years of child support because I did two business at one time. Unbelievable. So, um, talking about kids, do you have any kids?
1: No, I don't have any kids, none that I know of.
0: Oh, that's good. Let me tell you what, man, kids are expensive and then when they grow, they become a bunch of assholes and, and all that shit that you did for them, it's like worthless, you know? It's, 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 it's tragic what happens to fathers out here. So, um, I have a question. How did you get started with the uh, San Antonio Doe House business? How that came all about? Can you explain the audience as we're doing this thing here?
1: Well I think that's a funny story. I just got done applying to medical school about, I don't know, about a few months before I'd gone and interviewed and of course I didn't get in the second time. Uh, It was my second round of trying to get in. I tried before, two years before, and then I applied again, tried to get into the class of 2019, failed to get in again. I said, you know what, I think I'm going to be here applying to medical school for a while. And, you know, I didn't, it didn't dawn on me to think that, well, when I got into this, that I would fall in love with business, but that kind of is what happened. And, you know, it's very much a possibility that I could go back to medical school. I find myself thinking sometimes I'm running away from it and other times saying, hallelujah, I'm glad you got away from that because medicine's just not for you. I had been a nurse for 10, 11 years, before this you know since 2000 um actually it's 2007 so that I had that uh, got my nursing degree. So, so you know, it's just LVN. It's a one-year. LPN is what they call it in some other states. It's a one-year nursing degree. And, uh, you know, I'd use that in my bachelor's in chemistry to apply to medical school. Just no success, but, you know, we have a lot of the quotas going on, you know, if you're disabled or if you're black or if you have a vagina, it's a little bit easier to get in. And right. I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of that going on. Uh, not so much with the races, but... More so with the female, you know, applicants. I saw when I went to go interview, I saw seven females for every male at the interviews, and I said, "Man, something's just not right here." I know that there's, I know there's less men. I know there's less men applying. You know, I know there's less men applying to medical school, but this is just damn ridiculous. Oh, really? <laughs> you um, know, I mean, one out of eight. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, the
0: medical field. Is- conquered by women and uh, the study has shown that they only last five to six years because they want to have pregnant and have kids and you know and they leave the medical field that's what just one of those things you know
1: that's right and we've seen it in the uk you know we've seen that it's already really bad over there unfortunately the uk and a lot of europe they're leading the way to show us how bad it's gonna get you know and that's what's gonna happen to us unfortunately
0: yeah the the uk what is what i call it the the Anglo-Saxon speaking English language, which is the right. UK, Canada, Australia. Uh, those countries are the most that watch my YouTube and my podcast. And now what I noticed is Brazil is creeping in there. And I'm listening to the uh, broadcast. So we are here, we're doing it Worldwide. It's the San Antonio Doghouse. Um, another question I have. Um, how long have you had your business?
1: Oh, I started it in October and... You know, it was funny coming in and thinking, oh, this is a branch of the dollhouse. I'm going to come in swinging and I'm going to make lots of sales. I have you believe it was it was so crazy. You know, I starting in October, I think it was October 10th is when the LLC was officially formed. Um, I didn't make a single sale till late January, possibly early February.
0: (laughs) Really? So how 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 business going right now?
1: Right now, it is a little bit slow. I heard Phil say, you know, he, Phil is the owner of the UK Dollhouse. Uh, so he started the whole thing in the UK and he has branches here in San Antonio, one in DC, another in Mexico, and then the most recent one opening up in New Zealand. And so what Phil said, because he's the one who started the whole thing, you know, with the franchises, he said that it's a little bit slow in summer and i am definitely seeing that but with my youtube channel which had 9000 subscribers which is recently deleted you know that that deletion of 20000 views a day on the youtube channel i was selling a doll every 3 or 4 days And uh, when it was deleted, now it's like I'm selling a doll probably like once a week. So I think that really hurt me. I think the fact that summer is slow traditionally, according to Phil, that's hurting me. Uh, I did start posting on Pornhub, you know, and that's a lot more secure because Pornhub allows all kinds of crazy stuff. I've seen, you know, uh, women getting whipped and I don't know if they bleed or not, but man, they get some nice welts. So I'm assured with all that crazy, extreme porn on there that I won't get deleted. So that makes me feel a little bit better. And I have seen some leads and some sales come from the Pornhub channel. People are finding me on Pornhub, which it sounds funny because, you know, I've had I have a friend. uh, His name is Goblin. And, you know, that's just his of course, that's just his whatever. You know what they call it, his uh, uh, alias. But, you know, Goblin, he's he's donated so much to the channel. Uh, a lighting set and everything he's he's a really good guy and uh, he said, "What are you doing?" He said, "You're ridiculous. I can't believe you're putting your stuff on uh, Pornhub." Of course, he says it in a, in a funny way. You know, he's just being funny. But right. he said, "You know, it's funny that you go on Pornhub and you see this guy talking about dolls and different features and measurements and options. You know, versus actually being porn. You know, but it, you know, with the I think it's got about uh twenty seven thousand views on Pornhub right now. I've already had two people uh, bought a doll." because of that and so that leads me to think that the density of leads on Pornhub is higher than it is on YouTube which tends to I guess you know YouTube recommends to random people it's just random people running into it versus Pornhub where they're probably searching for it
0: yeah yeah that's true let's give it up with Pornhub yeah we get into the censorship of YouTube a little later we we got we probably got a lot to say about that situation we get into it a little later oh yeah. So. my other question I have for you, sir, which I am intrigued: Do you participate on sexual um, with the dolls that you do? You practice sex with the dolls?
1: You know, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, getting getting the first two dolls in that I ordered, I intentionally ordered the two dolls that I did based on the photos. And basically on the photos and what I thought guys would like and here down in San Antonio, our women are a little bit heftier. They're a little bit heavier. So you got to handle if you're going to come down here and, you know, you don't want to die in sexual intercourse. You got to be able to handle these heavier women. So, you know, what Charles Barkley says, he preaches the truth. And that's why he got he caught so much hate. And so when I ordered these two dolls, I didn't order these two dolls specifically for me. But of course, when they came in, you know, it was like, I wasn't like super looking forward to trying sex with the dolls, but I was curious. It was kind of like getting, you know, a a gun that you had never shot before. And you're like, what is this thing going to be like? And so, of course, I did try one Uh and then I eventually ended up trying the other. And the reason why... Uh, you know, well, I wouldn't say it's the exactly the full reason why. It was one of the reasons why I tried both of these dolls was because I had heard a lot of people say that when they use the doll, it feels just like uh, a real woman. I hear TFM say that. It feels just like a real woman or better. And we could get into that a little bit later too. Um, and, you know, uh, it feels like this. It feels like that. Oh, or, yeah. oh, it sucks.
0: We, we will get into all that good stuff detail. Trust me. I'm dying to know. I am dying to know. And that TFM, yeah, I, I want to give you an advice. Do not let him close to your merchandise. That filthy little monkey with all kinds of business shit, monkey bend and start fucking your dolls and putting all of your dolls. Give him away here with your business out there, sir. <laughs> that filthy little monkey and his dolls. Uh, well, you know, uh, since you close by San Antonio, do you remember the brothel that shot down out uh, then in uh, what was the city nearby? Houston. I mean, Houston. Houston. Yes, because I did a video about that. I remember making a video about that. Um, I thought it was you, but I guess it, it wasn't that you, huh?
1: It wasn't. Now, uh, they came down from Toronto, I believe. They have an operation up in Toronto that is still functional, as far as I know, Uh where people go in and have sex with the dolls. And they tried to open a branch down here in Houston. It was going to be the first U.S. uh, brothel, I believe. And, you know, it was a branch of a successful one in Toronto. So they came down here and I'm not sure what the deal was. A lot of people said that it's marketing genius, that they did what they did, that they... uh, they did something where they tried to get it open or they said, hey, we're announcing opening it, but then it never actually did get opened and it caused a big outrage. Of course, all the traditionalists that I believe is a traditionalist in this case shut it down because feminists and traditionalists alike both hate dolls, you know, so uh, we have enemies on both sides, unfortunately, and, uh, you know, they shut it down, but I forgot what they said. There was a, you know, there was that uprising and people getting pissed off and they're saying it's kind of like the Sonic movie. They created controversy, not because, you know, they were trying to get the the brothel open. They created the controversy by saying they were going to open it before everything was already set to go. and, And it was basically free marketing. But I'm not sure what the free marketing exactly was for. Maybe when they open it up in the future, I'm guessing because Everybody and their mother down here in San Antonio knows about it. And because we're about four hours from Houston, I can, depending on how fast you drive, you know, I can only assume that all of Texas and a lot of the U.S. knows about it, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did. a, I did a, a video about it. And I remember it was a big fiasco, a city councilor, the, the religious rights. Everybody got involved in that nonsense, you know?
1: Right. Everybody, like I said, everybody uh, doesn't want the. Nobody wants it to open. I mean, you know, whatever. But the traditionalists and feminists alike hate dolls. So uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, That creates problems. And we're starting to see the first laws created with uh, anti-doll laws created uh, now. And that is in Florida, Tennessee, and where else? Kentucky. They're banning childlike sex dolls. Which, you know, I, there's a there's controversy too there with whether childlike sex dolls should be allowed. But I could tell you, you know, well, first I'll, I'll tell you before I get into childlike sex dolls um, with the with the brothel concept. The reason I started my business, you know, getting out of medical school, I wanted to try and run a business and, and kind of get into it, you know, and eventually I ended up falling in love with business. I, I'd never really thought about it the way I think about it now. And uh, my idea was to buy these dolls, these two dolls. And the reason that I had sex with them was because I said, you know what? My my plan was to rent the dolls out, which it ended up being a terrible, terrible business. Uh, I mean, I will tell you everything I know about renting out dolls because I want you, if you're going to try the same thing that I did, I want you, anybody here that's listening to be successful in it. But I'll tell you this, basically the time that's involved with you know there's there's a lot of laws that you know prohibit you from just that's what happened with Houston there's laws that prevent you from opening up a place of business where people go into and have sex with the doll and then leave there's so much regulation that prevents you from doing that and so one of the ways to get around that is to take the doll to the person's house and then when they're done having sex with the doll then you bring it back to your house or your business and then you clean it and then you take it to the next house and so by taking the doll to their house i even called uh, sapd and i talked to their sob division which stands for sexually oriented business division i thought because it was a police department there, there was a bunch of sons of bitches there but they said no it's a sexually oriented business branch of the SAPD and I talked to the police. Nobody really likes to talk to the police, but I talked to them and uh they told me, "No, if it's in somebody's home, you can do it." I even talked to them about hotels. Can I deliver to a hotel? Yes, the hotel is treated just like the person's home. It's their home away from home. So technically, I see no problem with it. And then this is a police officer telling me this. You know, nobody's going to give you trouble about it. You know, if somebody calls us and they tell you, hey, this guy's renting out dolls out of a hotel room, it's like a business and complaint. It's not like a this is a legal complaint.
0: Oh, wow. I did not know that. I did not know. That's pretty interesting stuff. So, um, you know, What is your average customer um, range? What age have you noticed in this short time that you've been doing your business?
1: I would say that the age range is all over the place. I I do know uh, that the two or three people who have bought from me that are like older, that are married, uh, one of them, he just absolutely loves doll photography and he'll just have the dolls and he'll take lots of pictures of them, dress them up. And uh, put him in certain poses. And, you know, this anonymous fellow, he uh, has a wife and daughter. And, you know, they didn't know about this. And just they happened to, well, the daughter happened to find out by accident. And the wife, he ended up telling her eventually. I think that the daughter kept it a secret uh, at his request from the his wife. And uh, you know, so eventually his family found out about it, and they're okay with it. You know, from what I know, he's told me they're okay with it. But you know, uh, a lot of these guys, they are married and they do have kids, and. certainly a lot of them ask me the main question is how do i keep this thing a secret you know a lot of them don't want their wife and kids to know understandably they don't want their wife and kids to know because they're ashamed of what could happen you know if the wife or or kids find out about it so we have these flight cases they roll but they also lock and so you would have to like break the latches on them to see what's inside you know
0: yes see this is why my next question is Um, and we're doing a good job we found a thing um, do you, know, you see what I noticed throughout my, the videos that is a particular man who will, um, engage with sex with dolls, but it goes further than that to me. This is how I see it to me. Do you know if any of the customer have some kind of love relationship with this doll? Uh,
1: I would say that they do. I know several who they just, like I said, they love to dress the doll up and kind of like give her a kiss on the cheek in the morning and cuddle with her and watch TV with her. And I think that there's like some type of magic going on there that I wish I could be like that, because you know, the, the relationship between doll and man, like you said, is very complex. And I'll tell you an experience that I had just the other day, somebody bought a doll and I delivered this doll to this guy. And, you know, he was looking forward to it. Of course, he's also married, and, you know, the wife is okay with him getting a doll, which that's, I think that's great, you know, if your wife is cool with you. Yes, yes, it is, great. I'm
0: sorry. Go ahead. It's
1: <laughs> awesome. No, no, no. It's okay. It it, it, uh, it deserves acknowledgement. It's awesome. I mean, if your wife will let you do that, that is great. Let's give him, um, let's give
0: him a horn. Let's give him, let's give him a horn. That's what we do. When good shit happens, we'll give him a horn right here. Continue, sir. <laughs>
1: And so I took this doll to this guy's house and, you know, he paid for her. And this is where the trouble started you know i had encountered this before An, another guy who was married and his wife he was cool with him getting oh actually he was going to keep this he was going to keep it a secret never mind that other guy who's going to keep it a secret from his wife but this is what happened you know these two guys uh, both married one of them tried the doll and said you know what uh he he actually rented the doll he said you know what it's just not for me and, you know, he he paid the money to rent the doll because he was going to buy one. I said, you know, if you if you rent the doll and you like it, I'll put some of that money towards buying the doll and then I'll just be out of 50 bucks or you'll just be out of 50 bucks for renting it. But this particular guy did not opt to rent the dolls because at this point I discovered how much of a pain it was to take the doll to somebody's house and then them have it and then bring the doll back to my house do the repairs and clean it. This is what happened because I got so tired of that. It's just not a good efficient model. Um, But if you try it, if anybody here tries it, I mean, the best of luck to you. I'll answer any questions I can to help you. But uh, for me, it's just not for me. So, uh, what ended up happening was this guy bought the doll and I go. I was going to Taco Bell on the way home. I was like, oh, I got to make that stop at Taco Bell. I'm hungry. Uh, five or ten minutes later, I'm eating. I look down at my phone and the guy's texting me. He says, hey, is there any way you can buy the doll back? And I said, oh, no. Um, I, I knew it, what had happened when he texted me. You know, it just turns out that there's a small population of guys who, when they buy the doll they end up just not liking it. And they just say, you know what? It's just not for me. And I tried to explain, I tried to explain to him, you know, sex with a doll is it's better than it, than it is with a woman in some ways, but in other ways it is inferior. And, and so it's funny because, you know, I hear TFM say stuff like it's better than having sex with a real woman. And in some ways it is. And, and what,
0: Let me interrupt you there because that was my next question. Because I'm intrigued by all this stuff. Yes, I am. I I am very intrigued by all. That's why I have you here. Now, my next question, believe it or not, is how does it feel fucking a doll pussy?
1: You know, I think that that's one of the factors that, you know, you have to take into consideration. There's several factors there. There's different doll manufacturers and they have different you know, removable vaginas. And so the removal vagina from one manufacturer might feel different than the removal vagina from another. And so I've tried different manufacturers. Like for example, there's Emma the sex robot and she is a TPE sex robot that she talks. She has a, you know, artificial uh, AI or whatever. It's not, I don't think it's very good. It's, it's coming along. And basically, she sells for about 3000 retail, but uh, 3000 to 4500 retail, depending where you go. But, you know, uh, that TPE removable vagina, I felt one time I was using it, and it was just horrible. It was very hard on the penis. It did not feel good at all. And so uh, using that, I said, you know what? Maybe more lube will help. More lube did not help. And so what I'm trying to say here is that The doll vagina is different than a real vagina, and the reason why is because, well, a real vagina could be dry or well lubed, that's true, but, you know, vaginal secretions have a certain viscosity to them, and these water-based lubes that we buy, It depends on what lube you buy. It depends on if that doll's sitting in front of an air conditioner, because if it is sitting in front of an air conditioner with its legs wide open, that cold air is going to make a very cold vagina. It's going to feel like you're with a dead body, you know?
0: Wow. (laughs) um, So I have another question. Are the doll, to me, the way, the way I see it, because I, I see your channels and I, and I see how you conduct your business and how you do your... And I'm a, I'm a fan of your channel since we got together and we met. And um to me, what I see, and this is my question for you, this doll, I look like they're pretty high maintenance. Are they?
1: Right. Yes, they can be. It depends on which doll you buy. There are TPE dolls. And there are silicone dolls. And so, like I said, you know, when you're, you're having sex with a doll and saying, hey, does this feel like a real woman or does it feel comparable to a woman? Does it feel better than a real woman? These are all factors that add into how it really feels. And like I said, I don't want to say that being with a doll is better than a real woman or not as good. You know, I like to say that there's some parts of it that are better and some parts of it that are just worse. And, you know, the TPE, it's a material that feels softer, but it requires more maintenance. And so TPE, it's uh, called thermoplastic elastomer and it's less it's how do I say it's less sturdy than silicone dolls. Now, silicone dolls are more firm. But they require less maintenance. And so, because they're firm and require less maintenance and they're easier to clean, that type of lifestyle is, you know, a type of doll is better for some guys than others. And TPE and silicone dolls come with the option of heating, and the heating does take a while. (laughs) Yeah. The the heating does take a while to heat up both uh, materials, you know, and so this is all pros and cons. When you're talking about dolls, you're talking about all pros and cons. There's no one best doll.
0: Welcome back to The Rick and Podcast. Well, we had a little problem. Well, that's what happens when you deal with um, live streams and shit happens in computers. And I truly apologize out there to the audience, but we're gonna continue with the interview because it's a cool ass interview, thank sir. Thank you to come back uh, to the podcast. So let's go to the question that previous um, asked. What is the average price for the pussy dogs?
1: All right, these dolls, they range from about 1,100 to up up to about 3,000. But typically, the dolls that we sell range from about 1,400 to 1,800, 1,900. And there's some people who will spend a little bit more. You know, I just had a recent order for a Sino doll, S-I-N-O, or some people call them Sino, S-I-N-O, like I said, uh, depending on how they pronounce it, and Uh that order was about twenty eight hundred after everything was said and done with the accessories and options, you know, optional uh things like making the ass and thighs softer, which is an option with those silicone dolls which are more expensive. But like I said, typically the dolls that we sell are about, you know, uh thirteen hundred to eighteen hundred in that range. And like i said getting into jy dolls they're a little bit cheaper with the disadvantage like i said of just having that wrist joint being made out of wire but i actually did talk to them when i first started talking to them the options that they had were to have a uh it's a flexible hose for the neck and i proposed to them that we could try and build a hinged neck and that would allow the head to be hinged in two places so you could make the doll's head go back and forth like she's nodding yes or you know left and right like she's saying no with her head and so they were able to well, not no. It's more like uh, like that thing with Dragon Ball Z where they go to punch him and then he like moves the head to the left so the punch doesn't hit him in the head. Like that sort of movement. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they were able to build that and now we offer that upgrade for fifty dollars more. And then the shoulders, uh, which are shrugging, those are extra fifty dollars. But you know, I'm very happy that they started offering that neck as a hinged neck because that gooseneck, that flexible hose that they had for the neck before. It's just, in my opinion, It's a quality of a cheaper doll. It's not uh, something you want to have on something you pay, you know, over a thousand dollars for in your doll. You want to have that hinge neck, in my opinion. Otherwise, it's just like a bobblehead. You know, that flexible hose is great at first, Uh but it does wear out and it becomes uh, too flexible to where like the head will just kind of be, you know, on a stiff string where it's just, you know, off to the left or right or back and forth. And it won't hold its spot on the body and it'll look strange.
0: You know, with all this controversy and all this stuff that happened, we're talking previously out there in San Antonio and other parts. And, you know, the Southern to me, it's a little, you know, um, strict. I don't know. I haven't lived in the South since the 90s. I used to live in Tennessee. Have you gotten any threats, you know, because you saw the dog from religious um, people out there?
1: Uh, no, I haven't had any trouble from any, like, religious people or even feminists or traditionalists, like, tr- uh, you know, directly. Like I said, uh the, the biggest controversy that we have right now is with the childlike sex dolls, like I said. And personally, I'm an advocate for them, but not for the reason that they'll peg me for. Of course, they'll say anybody who advocates for a childlike sex doll... Is either a pedophile or, uh, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. But I'll, I'll give you the reasons that I advocate for them rather than against them. And one of the the main reason that that I advocate for them is because they serve as an outlet for somebody who would normally hurt a child or sexually assault or rape a child. They serve as a substitute or an outlet that can be used you know the type of person that's going to go out and hurt a child they are already you know they're already sick or they're already in that extreme mindset that they're going to do something horrible and i say why not give them a chance to use the doll instead of hurting an innocent child and you know that's something that it's you know the counter argument is that the childlike sex doll trains normal people who are curious about having sex with children into trying the doll first, and then from there, then that just doesn't satisfy their need, and then they go to hurt children. But my personal belief is that the type of people that are going to hurt kids are already sick, or they already need help, and uh, the childlike sex doll is an outlet that they can use versus actually hurting a kid, and so. That's why I advocate for them. And one of the things, one of the other arguments that people use for getting rid of childlike sex dolls too is that, you know, they, well, in a way they kind of say that porn is like, having sex with children and that porn is something that desensitizes you to one level of porn and then you want to get into more extreme stuff you know like anal prolapses and beatings and pissing and all kinds of crazy extreme stuff and then that's not enough so you have to go to a more extreme porn but the difference between using porn and having sex with children is that having uh, your pornography it's not a, it's not a crime that involves a victim. It's not, well, you know, it depends what you want to say a crime. You know, as, as long as it's not child porn, pornography doesn't have a victim. You know, and, you know, hurting kids, it, it is a crime that, you know, will scar a person for the rest of their life if, if a kid is hurt in that way. So. I think that it's good to have childlike sex dolls because they prevent those people from actually hurting children and they kind of give them something that might make them happy. I believe that, you know, these pedophiles, that's their preference. I don't believe that they choose to like having sex with kids any more than the typical straight person chooses to like the opposite sex or that a homosexual chooses to like the same sex you know i believe that that's just the way they are and that's their preference and to try and change their preference is like trying to pray the gay away or to try and get you to like men if you don't like men to begin with and so i think rather than skate around the issue and try and You know, say, "Oh, well, it's controversial. It's just my personal belief." I'll come out and say that I think it's good to have them as a way to prevent attacks on children. But unfortunately, it's being framed the wrong way. And these people, you know, like the lawyer in Kentucky who said he, he represented a case where the guy had a childlike sex doll and he had child pornography. Oh, are you there? Okay, yeah, and so. Yeah, so this guy, unfortunately, he ha- he got caught with a childlike sex doll, and I-, I believe he might have had uh child pornography. A lot of these people who do get caught with childlike sex dolls, they unfortunately they do have uh childlike pornography, and that's horrible because that of course child pornography does have a victim. The child that's in the porn is a victim, and not only that it makes the it makes my argument weaker and it makes me look like the bad guy because it makes me look like i'm on the side of child pornography and i'm not i do, i want to be very clear that You know, to advocate for something that could serve as an outlet, a healthy outlet uh, that'll get away from harming real children, it's different, it's totally different than child pornography, which is, like I said, it involves an actual child and somebody who's scarred for the rest of their life, which it does have a victim. So a lot of these guys get caught with that, and unfortunately, it makes it hard for people like me to advocate for them and protect children, because you have lawyers like the guy in Kentucky, they'll come out and say, I can't believe that childlike sex dolls are legal. let's make them illegal because these guys they're training to to attack real children using these dolls the next step after child pornography and the dolls is children and i don't believe that's true but that's what they're saying that's the next logical step is for them to harm children because eventually the doll's just not going to be enough and while i believe that there are some small uh there is a small percentage of guys that are like that where where they will start off as a normal person and eventually they'll do more heinous stuff that involves like childlike sex dolls or pornography and then eventually attack real children i think that that is the minority of people compared to the majority which is pedophiles who they might hopefully there's something in their mind that they know that it's wrong to have sex with children and they'll they're no they'll control themselves. There's that chance that they'll control themselves if we give them a substitute instead. And that's why I advocate for them. And so these lawyers and governors and um politicians, what they're doing is, they don't care about children. What they're doing is they're virtue signaling and they're saying, Look, I'm the lawyer who got these dolls illegalized in Kentucky. You you know, remember yeah. my name, remember my name because You know, I'm the guy who got it done, and what they're not thinking about is the damage that it's doing because and you know the simple person's mind or you know you might I'm not saying that you're stupid if you if you go against my belief but you know a lot of simple people who don't really stop to think about this they'll totally say oh yeah it's just that's got to be a good thing to get rid of childlike sex dolls because childlike sex dolls look like children and having sex with children is wrong so having sex with childlike sex dolls must be be wrong too unfortunately it's more complex than that the, the issue is much more complex than that and so I uh-huh.
0: It sure is, because I'm right here. I talk about I suppose a lot of these teachers to me, this is how I see it. Any man or women who harm a child deserve this. Bottom line. That's how I see it. You know, I suppose I hear a lot of these so-called women teachers having sex with 12-year-old boys, having sex with 15, and you gotta understand that. Teacher makes eighty percent. Female teacher makes eighty percent, or of um, you know, of teachers out there for the students, and they doing all kinds of shit on a on a on a weekly basis. It's just insanity what's happening. It's just insane.
1: It is, it is, and so like I said, the issue is very complex. Kind of like how you said, what's the relationship between Dollar Man? It's very complex, and like I was saying earlier, because I know I didn't finish the story earlier about. Uh, the guy I delivered the doll to his house and you know he, he sent me a text and he said hey can you pick this doll up what what do you mean you know he eventually he said the doll's not for me and like I said that I've had this happen like two other times in the whole time I've been selling dolls since October I've had I think three people tell me it's just not for me and so what I ended up doing was buying this doll back I mean he was out of a few hundred dollars because now once they've had sex with the doll it's lost its value And so I bought the doll back and now she's for sale again. She's been used once. And of course, she's just sitting here. But, uh, you know, she's in great condition. But, you know, that just happens. Unfortunately, there's no way to really, really tell whether when you have sex with the doll, it's going to be what you thought it was going to be. All I can tell people is all that I know and the experiences that I've had and that other people have had. And of course, you know, I've mentioned some details here about some certain customers that I'm talking about, but I would never say the, the person's name just because their anonymity is, you know, very important to me and them, more important to them. Anonymity is number one. And that's why I have it on, on my website. I say, your privacy is our priority. Absolutely. And I absolutely do mean that and uh, i would never disclose somebody's name you know or their location because you know the location is very important too not to disclose um and so i'm, I'm just sharing experiences of different random men you don't know where they live or anything it's just a vague detail but what i'm telling you is true that this does happen sometimes the guy gets the doll and he says well i you know i thought the doll was gonna be you know i i, I kind of joke and exaggerate here i thought she was gonna look up at me and smile and you know it's like well no it this doll is kind of like a what do you call it it's kind of like one of those um those doggy style butts or like a part like you know a really nice you know torso it's like on steroids i mean you do have to pose it and that's one of the things that people it's a learning curve and i tried to explain it to him but you know i guess he was just Disappointed, and he just wanted to get rid of it. But you do have to learn how to pose the doll and make it go into the doggy style position, or you know, bent over position, missionary position. There's a reason that I have those videos on my YouTube, and I get people smart asses that go on there and they'll say, "Oh, this video looks like it was made for a 12 year old boy who's never had sex before." And I try and tell them, "Look, man, this might seem like it's elementary to you." but trying to pose this doll it's not even like posing what a dead body would be like posing not that i know but i'm telling you that these dolls they have certain joints that don't move exactly like the human body and there is certain steps that you want to take to follow to pose these dolls in and it is a learning curve And there is a difference between TPE and silicone and um, there's different just preferences and you have to make sure those preferences line up. I would even say like I, I talked about earlier in the first half of this that even lubing up the vagina and you know lubing up yourself before you go in the vagina is really helpful too. You know there's certain things that you have to learn that you just think that they're elementary you just think that they're common sense and they're not i'm still learning certain things like i said lubing is like one of the important things if you use too much lube you won't feel anything and if you use too little it's like you know too much friction so there's even a art to kind of lubing yourself and the doll and what i'll do now sometimes like with a fleshlight because these fleshlights too uh i'll like put water in the run water through the fleshlight so that when the lube goes in there's like excess water but some people might not like that and i've heard some guys say i like the ky jelly because it's more viscous it's not as runny and it's just totally it's totally um up to the person you know what they
0: i just saw a video that you made uh, a couple weeks ago And those dolls, they look pretty fucking heavy Because I saw you take it out of the box And then you was winded By the time you put it in the bed Right And you
1: know, I had a guy joke with me And he's like, you might want to start working out, bro (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny, man It's funny because, you know I think they're thinking like, oh, it's just like a blow-up doll Or it weighs like 30 pounds That doll I know which one you're talking about, I was winded That doll weighs 95 pounds 95 pounds yeah. Right, and That's
0: a lot of work for me.
1: It is a lot. And uh, I was going to tell you, that is heavy. And a lot of people will tell you, oh, I got a girlfriend and she's 120 pounds. This doll is not your girlfriend, man. She's not going to put her arm around you and she's not going to bend her knees so you can get your hands underneath her knees. This doll is like, a, it's like picking up a hundred pound ironing board. Yeah. It's like flat and it's very awkward. And you have to know how to pick them up. Like I say, you grab them by the pussy and you put that hand on the lower back. And that's how I lift them up. There might be guys who do it another way, but that's how I lift them up. I just stick my hand way to the back near like the anus and just, I like lift all there. And uh, I lift her up on the lower back too. But there's a sort of technique to everything, moving her around and then also watching the hands, which are the most sensitive part of the doll. You gotta be really careful on how you uh, how you position the doll what steps you take first like the hands should be your priority and i've told plenty of guys before you know watch the hands watch the hands watch the hands and the eye eyelashes too or the other sensitive part the eyelashes will fall out too if you're constantly changing the eyes especially um and so there's like a little bit of a learning curve to it and that's what i tried to explain to this guy it's like riding a motorcycle man nobody gets it right the first time and it is going to be disappointing uh i don't know if you've ever have you ever driven stick shift
0: yeah that's what i drive
1: okay so if anybody who's driven stick shift they can relate and they know if they know how to drive manual they know the frustration of learning to drive it did the the car die out a lot when you were learning
0: oh yeah you know the clutch you gotta do the clutch and you gotta do the stuff when I first that was actually uh, I was 16 years old and my dad said this is you, you learn how to drive this you can drive anything
1: that's right. And so that's what the doll is like. I remember when I first started learning stick shift, I was like, man, this thing is so frustrating. It's so stupid. I was like, I can't believe I bought this piece of crap. I paid $2000 and I can't drive it and it's horrible. Now I love driving stick shift, but you know, driving manual it's something that takes time and, and it takes patience and that's the way it is with the dolls too. But unfortunately, That people, they see the doll and they think this is just going to be sex on demand. I'm not going to have to put any work into it or maintenance. Like you said earlier, with the TPE dolls, they do require some maintenance. And uh, part of that is oiling the doll. And another part of that is applying Vaseline to the areas that get stretched heavily, and that would be the armpits, and also like the groin area, like where the creases between the Mons Pubis, so to say, and the thigh, um, and uh, and also around the vagina, inside the vagina too, if it's a removable vagina, inside the vagina, even if it's non-removable. And this Vaseline and the anus too, especially on W.M. dolls. I see the anus get stretched out a lot when the legs are spread. That kind of worries me. That's one of the things I don't like about uh, WM in particular is like when you spread the legs all the way, uh, a lot of the dolls, they have it to where the TPE, the material that the dolls are made of, the flesh, it gets stretched. And so, as soon as you're done using the doll like in that position you always want to like close the legs up right after that after you pull the removable vagina out or whatever you're done with your business because you know that stretching can be like detrimental it can cause problems and tear the doll so i've seen it too uh, another guy if he's listening to this he'll know who he is you know you know he had the he had the arms up it wasn't his fault he, i mean he didn't know and this happened to me too he had the the arms of the doll up for too long and the armpit started ripping really bad and i've had that happen with that 95 pound doll and so i try and warn people you know don't leave the the arms up in a position like you know out to the side you know like in a tee. don't leave them out that way or even out in front like frankenstein like don't leave them out that way because that armpit it will tear if you leave it there for like hours on end and that happened to me unfortunately
0: um i just got a few more questions and if- we can call it um quit here um where these dolls come from are they chinese dolls or they made in in the uk or where
1: the ones that i sell in particular they come from taiwan and mostly china and a lot of people a lot of people do say oh well if it comes from china it must be crap and that's not true at all the the dolls that come from china and and taiwan you know in taiwan it's just like a satellite factory of the ones that are in china basically they're kind of like because they're so close together the countries from my understanding since they're so close together it's like that's why they're in the same proximity uh taiwan and china those factories that they come from these dolls are very high quality the piper dolls uh that we sell they come from china and they're you know very good quality dolls and so uh piper and WMYLOR, they come from china or taiwan and people they associate that with garbage and it's, it's not true you know if you buy taiwanese tools i believe gear wrench is a from as a tool from taiwan and like gear gear wrench is just as good as craftsmen in my opinion and a lot of the i don't know if you have northern tool where you're at do you have that
0: um i don't know uh, i think so yeah we got everything out here
1: yeah, but anyway, Northern Tool, uh, you know, I buy tools from there. It's like those tools are just as good as American tools. They have the same warranty. I'm not, I mean, it's not like Harbor Freight. Like Harbor Freight, they're like Chinese. They have warranty too. But I'm telling you, these Taiwanese tools, they're like just as good yeah. as the American tools. It's so just where they come from, it's not a deal killer. And it doesn't mean that the dolls are garbage. You, you have uh, Germany and even Korea. I was seeing the other day, they're starting to make dolls. So even you have americans making dolls too of course the uh, famous harmony doll over there in california, california. but she's very expensive and, yeah. and, and what's really funny too is i didn't particularly see this but it makes me laugh when i hear about this a lot of guys tell me you know what i don't like about the harmony doll what's that those harmony dolls their faces they look so masculine it's like a transvestite Yeah. <laughs> you know and i don't know i don't kind of see it because i think harmony is an attractive woman but (laughs) but they say man that tanya you know she looks so that's another doll that they have uh they make harmony they make tanya they make different faces and and i think the reason that that might be that the face shape is kind of like that might be because those faces are removable they have magnets where the face can be taken off and the magnets from the face stick to the magnet of the skull of the robot and i think that maybe that might be influencing and making like the jaw more square or something <laughs> you know
0: yeah um let's get let's get in a little bit on um, what happened to your channel what happened to my channel um my channel got censored back in may it got banned from youtube and obviously this is how we met he put a message on my my um it was um hammerhead They he also he at the time, I thought he got censored, but he, what he did, he cut his own channel because he was getting a lot of flags and stuff like that. Um, how many subscribers did you have at the time when when they banned you from YouTube?
1: I think I was about 8,930, somewhere around there. I was approaching the 9,000 mark, and unfortunately, they didn't give me any strikes whatsoever. I heard that this happened to several other channels. from It happened San... to me, too. Oh, you got deleted without warning?
0: Without warning. I didn't have no strikes. I didn't have anything. All I know I woke up on a Wednesday morning. I almost had like 4,000 uh, subscribers. My channel was I have not I have not oh. been in YouTube not even a year. By now, I would have like 10,000, you know, cuz I was doing like 1,000 subscribers per month. But you just woke up. Boom, no channel. On volley Boom.
1: man that you know that's really sad i kind of feel your pain there too because i was only on there for about six and a half or seven months and then i'd hit that nine thousand and almost nine thousand and it was just gone and gone you know i could tell you i could tell you the main struggle lately hasn't been with uh it hasn't been with uh not paying the bills i mean i'm not making very many sales or whatever because of the channel getting deleted it hasn't been with uh having to deal with what where i'm gonna send the product or any of the typical business problems you know the main problem i'm having right now is like a depression and it's like i've i'm not like the type of person to be depressed like who you see in my videos is how i am in real life i'm very happy person And like, just getting your channel deleted like that, it's just very depressing. It's like, wow, I just spent six months building this giant tower of blocks and somebody just comes along and knocks it over,
0: you know? Yeah, I I feel your pain, I feel your pain. That's why I decided to do this podcast here. It's small, but it's growing. And hopefully you can make your own podcast and tell the people about it, because we have to diverse. We gotta go to Big two. we gotta do different things. My thing was that, how I opened up my channel, I knew it, I knew it within the last year. When Alex Jones, I'm not a fan of Alex Jones, but as soon as he got banned from YouTube, that's when I opened up my channel. I was like, okay, this is gonna happen. I'm just gonna put the most metal, rock, the empty feminist, empty whatever metal plus video games out there, and they obviously did not like the, the the my view, and um they took me down, which I knew they was gonna do that.
1: Oh man. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Like I said, I know how uh, how just horrible it is to have your channel deleted and just be like depressed. It's it's depressing. It's like, man, I was doing so good. I was making all these sales, you know, and I was doing great. But you know, I would say it's only through the support of uh, people like Goblin on my channel. You know, like I said, who's made donations. You know, he helped me pay for a lighting set and you know sent me some money to buy a nice dinner after I made one video. And I have a, another guy, too, you know, the guy who had the ripped armpits, <laughs> the doll, you know, he sends money to, like, support the channel and help yeah, me yeah. out. And It's because of guys like that that I'm even still here and I'm not back in nursing or doing something else. You know, it's because of those guys, like, being very giving and supportive of the channel. And that's what really keeps me going. And it, it sounds kind of like a cliche, but it seriously does. That's what really keeps you going is, like, the support, Right.
0: Right let's give it up to the fellas out there helping the men out there that's why we need more men helping men you know grow the channel and do all this stuff that's why i'm here i'm here to um, help you out so you can some people can know the inside and out all the you know the dull industry and we out here you know um practicing our freedom of speech that's why i brought you in i, I appreciated you coming into the podcast it's been a blast um anything you want to plug in there before um, we head out the podcast well uh,
1: if, we, if we do put this on my channel I want to uh, say thank you to Phil of the Dollhouse UK and Sandman um, TFM for doing what he does he's a very good man and also the DC Dollhouse for um, being the sponsor of TFN. It's very cool of them as well. As well as the other dollhouse branches, uh, Mexico and recently New Zealand opening opening up. Very cool to see all the support uh, that's going on in the MGTOW community that we're growing. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing to go on a random channel? You didn't even click on MGTOW or anything. You're just watching random stuff on YouTube and see a bunch of MGTOW there. Isn't that a good sign?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It sure is. So what, uh, what can so anything else you want to plug in before we head out? Where people can find you? I know we got the the channel, the doll channel, and um, any websites. All right.
1: Right. The, the The YouTube channel is called right now. It's called the Sex Doll Channel Two, like the Arabic numeral two, not T W O. The doll channel, the Sex Doll Channel Two. And the reason we changed it is because I think one of the reasons I might have got deleted is because the doll channel was showing up next to a bunch of little girls' doll channels, like Barbie Doll Channel and uh, Chloe's American Girl yeah. Doll Channel. And those, those, uh, understandably, what what you what YouTube should have done was given me a strike and told me, hey, you need to change it. But you know, the lazy way of doing that is to just delete your channel and uh, forget about the fact that they're cutting off your salary and the way you make a living. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, sir, it's been a pleasure. Um, hope they come back um, sometime soon. So thank you yeah, for being in here. Thank you for being a part of the program.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. So I say to all the mentals out there, check them out. Um, pretty cool guy. I say peace. stay meds out And I'll definitely catch you in the next video or podcast. <laughs>